there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Always follow the money. money. That's what I always say. Always follow the money. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSEN. Hey, hey, top of the morning to you. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard with you live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Coming up over the next three hours, we have Matt Humans on the show in 45 minutes, senior editor and host here on VSIN. Uh, plenty of college basketball and college football plays from Matt at that time. Paul Stone, 90 minutes, college football with him. David Purdom on the show from ESPN Chalk. Uh, we'll go over that story that he wrote about suspicious betting activity that took place in a sporting event over the weekend. No, Adam Chernoff today. He's going to rejoin us coming up on Friday. As for the game last night, kind of a dud game. I could not understand watching the contest, Paulie, what the game plan was for the Saints. Like, did you did you spend any time at all looking at uh, what you're going to do offensively here? Did you know that Kamara was actually a good weapon to use out of the backfield and not just running the football? On the flip side, uh, I would say one game in, Nice difference that uh, Roquan Smith made. So it's like, oh, yeah. you know, po- positives and negatives from last night. Great job defensively. I think we got to see Winston now. Dalton didn't get it done. The incredible stat. He's lost 13 in a row in prime time. And uh, that that could do it for the Saints, even though you still think they have a chance to catch Tampa five of the next seven on the road. And to be three and six, all the injuries that they have doesn't look good because the road games are difficult as well. I don't care who you're playing, but they got five of the next seven on the road now. Saints. No, I, I'm I'm chalking up my my preseason bets on the Saints as losers already after last night. You have to. Um, I, they're not going to win this division. They're not probably not going to be a playoff team. You know what's going to happen here is that uh, Tom Tom Brady's going to backdoor into another division title. Yeah, is what's going to happen. I mean, it's open. It's there for all these teams in this division to take it. And nope, they don't want to. And as uh, bad as the Buccaneers have looked, they're in charge now, basically in that division. So yep. Um, two twenty favorite now in some spots. Yeah, okay. Uh huh. How things have changed. And now they bumped up to a two and a half point favorite over the Seahawks uh-huh. in Germany this Sunday. Yeah, I like how the Ravens played. Run the ball, chew the clock, grind the clock, play solid defense, make right. them make a mistake, which they did. And again, the incredible stat we talked about yesterday: nine and one on the road, last ten against the NFC. That team will be a player in the AFC. Yes, when because, they get healthy, yes. Exactly right. When the defense, and we saw the improvement already last night, again, very small sample size, but with one game, Smith, they're going to get healthy. They're going to get their players back on offense as well. And that team will be upper tier, along with the Chiefs, the Bills, 
And if you want to throw another team in there in the AFC, then I would say that's fine. I'm not going to call this division over with because what really? are they? They're six. No, they're six and three because again, they're six dollar favorite. That's a little heavy, but they do have uh-huh. the game in hand against the Bengals and a much easier schedule than Cincinnati moving forward. Very easy. Remember, I'm calling it. I think it's done. $6 could be too high. There's 450 in other spots. But remember, the Bengals are 0-3 in the division. And one of those losses, obviously, in Baltimore. But now you hit the bye, and oh, man, peekaboo. Carolina, Jacksonville, Denver, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Atlanta, Pittsburgh, before they close with the Bengals. Yeah. Oh, is that easy. And I also like Frank Schwab from Yahoo Sports, his tweet, about, yeah, we always Aaron Rodgers. Could he just get some help? And poor Aaron Rodgers... They're bringing Deshaun Jackson in. With yeah. look who look who Jackson's throwing to, right. and there's running backs that are injured. He makes it work and wins games. Traded Hollywood Brown. Yeah. In the off season, I will say that Andrews he, out. Yep. Bateman out. Yep. So he did have 121 yards passing at halftime. I believe he finished with what 132. So they threw, but they didn't have to, right? I mean, if you're if the Saints had no solution whatsoever for stopping the ground game, why would you stop running Drake and Jackson in that game? They ran, they combined for more than 170 yards, those two guys. Yeah. So when when that's happening, you're not going to throw for a lot of yards. But, you know, when this team later on in the season, perhaps in the playoffs, when they're facing a Patrick Mahomes or a Josh Allen or somebody else, and they're down, you know, 17-3 to or 17-7, like Jackson's going to have to pick it up, and it can't just be the running game. He's gonna, but again, getting Mark Andrews back and some of these others player, other players will certainly help. I mean, Andrews is maybe mm-hmm. you know is right right there with Kelsey. They're going to be a tough out, and the home field advantage will be so important in the AFC. See about the Allen injury. I mean, can you host Kansas City as opposed to going to Arrowhead? Yeah. yeah. But uh, I see a lot of wins for this team, based on the and don't forget how good they are. Remember all the three losses they well documented. They're up ten in the fourth quarter against the Giants. Blew it. Horrible interception by Jackson. They're up 21 against Miami. They're up 17 on the Bills. So Tells you how good this team is. They are 6-3. and three. We flashed the updated numbers here on the screen a little earlier. And for those of you in the radio audience, I, I will tell you that the updated win total on the Ravens is 11.5. Can they finish 6-2? and two? They need to win six of their final eight games to go over their updated win total. Oh, yeah. Yes. They can, but again... Right. I mean, your big, your big question, too, which you, I don't know what I'm going to get when Deshaun Watson comes back. He hasn't played in two years. Yeah. So if that's one of your difficult games at mm-hmm. Cleveland, absolutely they can they can go six and two. So Paulie, then if are you sure you you think that the Ravens are going to win this? Well, you oh, bet yeah. them. Oh, I so have, yes, yes. How, how many divisions right now? Middle middle point of the season, maybe a little bit beyond that for some of these teams. How many divisions do you want to call at this point? AFC North, AFC South. Not that the Colts were catching the Titans anyways, but that locked it up yesterday. AFC West. NFC North. Can't do the NFC East because Dallas still has Philly at home. Ain't no way you can call the NFC South, and you can't call the NFC West. No way. No. What's, what say you? That's where I'm going at. No, the, Calling the, those four over. Yeah, I, I want to sit here and tell you the 49ers are going to win that division, but I can't I can't do it yet. I mean, with the Seahawks, the way that they're playing, if the Seahawks can, I think they lose to Tampa Bay, but it's a two-and-a-half-point spread. They could easily go there into Germany and beat them and improve to 7-3. and three. Um, I mean, it's it's past time to start taking the Seahawks at least a little seriously. They have the same exact win total as the 49ers there at 9.5. Niners are minus 135, but I, that division's open. The NFC South is, I mean, you, there's no way you could call that over with at this point. You can't really call any of them over with except maybe the uh, NFC North, but I, I well, know what you're saying here. a five-and-a-half game lead, yeah. Yeah. Did you know that at this stage of the season, the Vikings have as comfy a lead as the Patriots did in 2007? <laughs> Oh, God. How about that? That's good. That is, so they're, they're minus yeah. 3,000 to win that division. Yeah, yeah. Too low. Come on. But the yeah. Packers' schedule coming up, I know. too? And how bad I know. they are on offense? I, I agree with you on the NFC East. No way. Eagles, I know wait now. Cowboys, Giants still lingering, specifically Dallas. Um, You're not calling the South? Titans are three up on Jackson. Oh, yeah. that's That one, too, right. I firmly okay. believe is uh, in really good hands, put it that way, with Tennessee. Although, I mean, what if something like long-term happened to, to Tannehill? They'll still win games. Variable's yeah. too good. I mean, <laughs> look what Willis did. I agree didn't with you. Do. Didn't do. Yeah, and they still. And they went to overtime. Yeah. Right. It, it took like three penalties in that two-point uh-huh. conversion for the Chiefs to actually tie him uh-huh. up. Yeah. To get to overtime. Mm-hmm. So, to your point on the Colts, what a day yesterday, huh? Ursay, um, 
says bye-bye to Frank Reich, and he brings in Jeff Saturday, who his coaching experience is from a high school team? That's embarrassing for the league. Oh, I, I, uh, Ursay's, you know, the guy's capable of anything, though. I mean, he's entered the Mike Tyson zone. You'll believe any story about Ursay and the Colts. I told you it was coming. I mean, you can't keep letting people go and blaming people. And Reich was, and, and I don't care what he said yesterday, Ballard's the next to go, too, right behind him. So, interesting, he brought up the Andrew Luck retiring in the press conference. And make no mistake about it, they pushed that sucker back three times. It was deliberate because they wanted it to coincide with what the game was going on. Because they knew it was going to be a bleep show, and it was. And that's Ursay. It's a joke. I mean, you call this guy who's working for ESPN, he's never coached before? They don't have a play caller. No, not a single person. Because you fired the OC, and now you fired Reich. Who's calling play Sunday? Oh, they play the Raiders, who Saturday just ripped on Twitter. Yep. Think about that for a second. They don't have a single human being on the staff who has called plays before, ever. Now, they do have a former Colt legend who was already on the staff, Reggie Wayne. No, bypassed him. All right, Saturday yeah. comes out of the ESPN booth yeah. to take over. And, again, like no experience, here's Jim Ursay talking about that yesterday. I'm glad he doesn't have any NFL experience. I'm glad he hasn't learned the fear that's in this league. That's because it's tough for all our coaches. They're afraid. They go to analytics, and it gets difficult. I mean, he doesn't have all that. He doesn't have that, that fear, and there was no other candidate. We were fortunate that he was available, um, and he has tons of experience. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. We were fortunate that he was available. <laughs> He's in the media. What are you talking about? And this is another one, too. Uh, here's Ursay trying to justify it again, uh, talking about where the Colts are currently at. We're the fourth winningest franchise in the league since 2000. All right, that means in the upper quartile of winners, we're in the top quartile of that upper quartile. That's rare air. <laughs> hey, hang on. Yes, hang another uh, AFC finalist banner, too, while you're at it. Oh, I'll put a 10 over this circus. It's a hot dog stand. One, I got to get that again. One more time, please. We're the fourth winningest franchise in the league since 2000. All right, that means in the upper quartile of winners, we're in the top quartile of that upper quartile. That's rare. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, he's okay. He's got it together. He's the guy that you want running your team. Uh, Jimmy. Wow. That's, that's one of the all-time sound bites right there. He's, he's Tommy Boy, too. That, a little bit of Tommy Boy. I, I, I've never made sausage, but I know what's in the sausage, and I, know, I, I don't want to put a football team together. Oh, just people, why, why was it going on at the same time as the game? I mean, that, I needed. People were calling for Peyton Manning to come out of, there, out of the booth and yeah. be the OC. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, amazing. How what about a Saturday? Saturday, I got to catch up on the roster. I'm, you know, I'm playing catch. You were a consultant. What do you, yeah. come on. All right, fall sports in full swing, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether we're talking football, hockey, or basketball, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join them every week for new promotions like their uh, Tuesday hockey first goal insurance for tonight, Friday night college football bet and get, Sunday football parlay insurance, and more. Head to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today. It's a whole new game. So we usually like that uh, first coach. Or the uh, you know freshly freshly coach fired angle bet it, bet that new team while oh, they're playing the Raiders this week. So I mean that game is just has a doozy yeah. written all over it. We'll recap last night's betting action, NBA first night college basketball with the upsets coming up next. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Fall sports in full swing. Bet Rivers Online book your home all the latest lines, odds, and boost. Just ran down all the great props that they have on Monday Night Football. And whether it's football, hockey, or basketball, Bet Rivers has you covered. Great promotions Tuesday hockey, first goal insurance, Sunday football, parlay insurance, and, and more. Head to BetRivers.com or download the app today at BetRivers. It's a whole new game. And the VSIN College Basketball Betting Guide is going to be out this week. Let's go full-blown beast mode now. Matt Humans joins the program, VSIN host, senior editor, VSIN.com. And, of course, he works on guides that we put out as well, including the College Basketball Guide. What are we talking about, Matt? Nearly 400 pages coming up with this bad boy? Yeah, I'm not really sure. I haven't seen the pages yet, but it's going to be a lot. I know that. Uh, we finished all the copy uh, late last week, so it should be out in time now. But if you think about it, um, 363 Division One teams. So, yeah, it's going to be close to 400 pages. I mean, it's it's ridiculous how much work it takes to get ready for the college hoop season. So this is like a cheat sheet, but it's like 400 pages of uh, cheat sheets. Instead of one, it's uh, it is really a valuable thing. If you don't have time to prepare for something in the middle of the football season, it's tough too because yeah. it's been tough for me to try to find time to do all the research and writing uh, for college hoops. But you have to do it and make time for football as well. Uh, but the the college hoops betting guide is just a monster publication. So we're going to have that thing out within a day or two. Uh, I'll, I'll just mention a few of the futures uh, that I have played uh, and I wrote about some of them in there. And I was trying to look for value and trying to look for longer shots. But I'm telling you, it, it's tough to find, uh, I would say, a triple team at triple-digit odds that can win the title until I actually see some of these teams on the floor. And I, I'm visual like that in terms of handicapping. Like in 2020, 2019-2020, uh, I had no idea Dayton was that good until I actually saw Dayton in person at the Maui Invitational. And that was a team that was a 200 to one. Uh, the longest shot I've got so far was is Oregon at 60 to one. Oregon's got one of the biggest front lines in college basketball, six eleven, seven foot, seven foot, and a six nine senior, and uh, a senior point guard as well. So it's a very veteran team. You always want to if you're gonna if you're gonna bet a future, you got to have good guards and a, uh, a really good coach in Dana Altman's. Uh, how about Chris Beard and the Texas Longhorns at 30 to one? Indiana at forty to one, and then uh, there's one you, you can find six to one on this on a couple of East Coast books that uh, we don't have access to. Uh, but at DraftKings, Wyoming is plus four twenty-five to win the Mountain West, and the Mountain West is really a two-horse race with San Diego State and Wyoming. And uh, the Cowboys got two of the top five players in the Mountain West and wow. four Pac-12 transfers, and this is a team that could win the conference. So you can find anywhere from about. A little more than four to one to six to one on Wyoming, and I think that's a pretty good bet as well. It was a huge night in college hoops, hundred some games last night. How about this? A thirty-five point favorite, one by one. Yeah. Yep. You know who I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, TCU. we talked about it. Yeah, they're yeah. down twenty. <laughs> Unbelievable. How many times has that happened, Matt? Thirty-five point favorites trailing by twenty at one point. 
don't, I don't know. Jesus. You also had you also had an 18 point favorite that lost by double digits. Talking about uh, USC against Florida Gulf Coast. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. Plenty oh. of upsets. Yeah. How about the Friday football betting invitational right here on Vison.com and the network? Chuck Edel with a five and zero back in the lead. Yeah, how about it? Because uh, Edel rolls a 5-0. and Doug Kazarian of ESPN also rolled a 5-0. Two guys were perfect last week. Kazarian up to third, and Chuck Edel retakes the lead. Uh, he's in the sole possession of the lead now by a half point ahead of James Salinas. So uh, Chuck Edel's had a hell of a contest so far. And each week now for the next seven weeks, we're going to cut a total of uh, eight contestants. Mike North, Chicago sports radio personality, the first guy to go. Uh, Mike North had a, uh, a rough week nine, and uh, we're going to have to cut somebody else again this week. And at the bottom of the standings, believe it or not, a couple of heavy hitters, Aaron Renning and Steve Fezzik. So we'll see what happens this week. All right, let's get uh, some of your thoughts on college football games for this week. I know there's mm-hmm. going to be more to it uh, with this Navy-Notre Dame break- breakdown from you, but my guess part of it is you want Notre Dame as the dog. You don't want them when they're laying 17 points or more. Yeah, you're right about that. And uh, the Irish, you know, I think most of us, and Mike Palm was on Clemson. There was a lot of people I know in Clemson, a lot of guys I respect, laying the uh, three, three and a half with the Tigers. And you thought there's one thing Notre Dame can do well, and that's run the ball, but you're not going to be able to run it like that against a Clemson defense. Well, we were wrong about that. The Clemson defense was ranked seventh against the run, allowing 88 yards a game, allowed 263 uh, to Notre Dame. Now, the Navy defense is respectable against the run, and it's, the, thing is, <laughs> the thing is tough about playing Navy in this spot. It's, it's such a predictable offense. There's not much of a passing threat, but I think it's, it's such a letdown spot here for the Irish uh, on, a, um, on a neutral field that you've seen this number come down a little bit at Circa for a reason. I think from 19 to 17, actually Circa's down to 16 and a half, but there's plenty of 17s out there. Uh, midshipmen have been playing much better football here for the past month. I think they've got to be live dogs in this game, catching 17. All right, very good. So uh, you had the overtime thriller with Alabama and LSU. Now mm-hmm. LSU has to go on the road against Arkansas. You think there'll be a letdown there. And then for Alabama, I mean, when is when is Alabama out of it with still three, four games left in the season? And they're, and they're laying uh, – and Mississippi's catching two touchdowns at home. I'm sure you guys talked about this, but I probably didn't hear. Do you guys think there's any chance Alabama, the committee, gets Alabama back in the picture by December? No, no way. Oh, I say small chance they put him back in the picture. Alabama, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Like they'll be they'll be close. Where you're you're looking at, you're saying, "Oh my God, please tell me this can't happen." How about you, Mac? Yeah, I hope it doesn't happen. Uh, with two losses, and uh, I just it's pretty obvious this Alabama team is not elite. And uh, it's, it's certainly a different team away from home. And I think there's got to be also, I'm not going to say a dream crusher to lose at LSU like it was because Nick Saban's going to tell his team they still got a chance. Uh, but it's pretty obvious that on the road, the Tide, not, it's just not a special defense either. Uh, the way that uh, a first play of overtime, Jaden Daniels goes 25 yards for a touchdown. When do you see that from an Alabama defense? Yep. Uh, so I think – what you've got here is a Mississippi team that's going to be able to run the ball, too, and you've got a mobile quarterback. Ole Miss had 390 yards rushing against Texas A&M. Quinshawn Judkins had 205 yards. Jackson Dart, the quarterback, ran for 95. Alabama's really struggling in all areas defensively right now, and I think this Mississippi team is so well-rounded offensively that the Rebels might be able to hand Alabama back-to-back losses on the road here. So taking 13 with Ole Miss. And uh, definitely playing Auburn in a pick spot against Texas A&M. I played Auburn last week, and uh, the Tigers lost in overtime mm-hmm. at Mississippi State. The wheels are falling off for this uh, Aggies team right yes. now. And uh, I think it's a straight fade. I don't have any problem betting against Jimbo Fisher at this point. Carnell Cadillac Williams actually had uh, Auburn playing pretty good football a week ago. So I think he gets a win at home this week against the Aggies. I'm also going to play... Uh, Purdue, you talk about teams are better as a dog than a favorite. Purdue is the definition of that. Jeff Brom is dangerous as a dog. He stinks as a favorite. That was obvious again last week against uh, Iowa. Playing Purdue plus six and a half against Illinois. How about the Illini getting upset at home by Michigan State as a 17-point favorite? So I think Purdue's vibe there. Arkansas against LSU. We were just talking about that 
the Hogs, I think, are going to catch the Tigers in a bit of a flat spot here. Plus, it's an Arkansas offense that can run the ball and put up a total of 93 points in the previous two games against BYU and Auburn. So K.J. Jefferson is going to be dangerous here. I like the Hogs. And uh, in the late-night game, I'm taking the 11-and-a-half with uh, Hawaii against Utah State. I think Hawaii's got a real shot to win that game. This is a Utah State team that was trailing New Mexico in the third quarter uh, last week, and a Utah State team that won 17-13 at Colorado State and lost to Wyoming. I'm not sure why this is a double-digit number. I made this number three, so I'll take 11-and-a-half with Hawaii. Very good. You can follow him on Twitter. He is at MattHumans247. Thanks for the time, as always, Matt. Good luck this week. Okay, you bet. Thanks, guys. Yep. Thank you. Time now for the Pro Tip of the Hour, available for subscribers at vcin.com. When you're looking at uh, placing division bets, make sure to look at the schedules for the teams in the mix. Always a big-time key. Doesn't matter what the sport is. Could be baseball in June. Could be football right now in November. You have to look at that and take that into consideration. That's a big part of, uh, obviously, making your handicap and your bet. That's the pro tip of this hour. We do one every hour on VEASAN across every show, so that means at least 20 every single day. And they are available for recent pro subscribers only at VEASAN.com, where you can sort them by sport and by show. I'll tell you what the NBA did last night that uh, I thought was tremendous, and it's something I've been saying the NFL should do for years. They started their schedule last night at 7 o'clock Eastern. And every 15 minutes, another game kicked, uh, started off, yep. tipped off. The NFL should do the same exact thing. You can start a game at noon Eastern in the NFL if you want. Does it drive you crazy when every game's at halftime in the early Can't slide? stand it. Yeah. I and know. then they give you nine early and two late? Yeah. Do, do 12.30, 12.45, 1, 1, 15. Why? You can do that. It would be a total game changer. Yep. Up next, how will the college football committee adjust their rankings after multiple upsets? That and updated odds to make the playoff coming up here on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Bet River Sportsbook app has a huge number of live streaming events every day. Bet River Sportsbook has great offers, including a $250 match bonus on your first deposit, and all bonuses are only one time playthrough. Amazing offers and great customer service makes Bet Rivers your hometown sportsbook. Must be 21 or old sportsbook. Must be 21 or old sportsbook. Must be 21 or old sportsbook. Must be... This is Follow the Money on VSIN. Fall sports in full swing. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook, your home, all the latest lines, odds, and boosts, whether it's football, hockey, or basketball. They have you covered. New promotions Tuesday hockey, first goal insurance, Sunday football, parlay insurance, and more. Head to betrivers.com or download the app today. At Bet Rivers, it's a whole new game. Paul Stone joins the program now, as he does every Tuesday at this time. Professional sports better, uh, college football handicapper, and uh, you can follow him on Twitter. He is at Paul Stone Sports. Good morning, sir. Thanks for the time. We were kicking around a little earlier this hour the potential top four tonight in the committee rankings, their second version, assuming it's Georgia and Ohio State and adjusting their rankings after what happened last week, specifically Georgia thumping Tennessee. What would you currently make a Bulldogs-Buckeyes matchup with the point spread? Yeah, you know, this is an interesting game. You know, they're clearly, I think, in most people's minds, the top two teams. But I've got both teams pretty much with the same numerical power ranking to this point in the season based on their overall performance this year. So I really view them as virtually even. But I know, you know, I've seen that Georgia's got another gear. You know, they showed that gear against Oregon. Uh, in the opener there in Atlanta, and then they showed that that gear this past weekend at home against Tennessee, the team that was ranked number one in the first college football play, you know, playoff poll this year. So I've seen them flex. I've seen them play in a championship, uh, you know, environment at a championship level, and we really don't know for sure about Ohio State uh, how they're going to respond when the lights are the brightest. So I say three's too high. Two and a half feels about right. I make Georgia minus two and a half over Ohio State if they played this weekend for all the marbles. All right. Very good answer. Yeah, Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, 76 to 16 now combined scores against Oregon and Tennessee, no doubt about it. Where is TCU in your power ratings? And what would a line look on a neutral against either team? Yeah, TCU, I would say, is about seven or eight in my power rankings. Uh, you know, you've got an undefeated TCU, first of all, that's clearly 
uh, in the thick of the playoff conversation. And I think when it comes down to it, in my mind, it doesn't matter where they're ranked tonight. <clears throat> you know, it's simple. If they win out, if they go 13-0, and they'll be in the playoff. If they lose a single game, they won't be in the playoff. Yep. The Horned Frogs' Achilles heel clearly is they don't play championship-caliber defense. In their uh, last seven games, uh, they've allowed a touch over 30 points a game. Uh, that's not going to be, you know, real good against a team like uh, Ohio State or Georgia. So I make Georgia minus 16.5 over TCU and then make Ohio State just a touch lower, minus 15 over TCU. Mm. Imagine that if we get those in the playoffs. <laughs> no. People are going to be like, what are we doing here? Yeah, sure. And then where where would you put Oregon and USC right now currently? As far as how those teams match up against one another? Yeah, like where, like the pecking order here, like where would they be? I'm sure you have them higher than TCU. And then like what would a number look like in those games involving Georgia and Ohio State? Yeah, I mean, looking at Oregon and, and USC uh, against both uh, Georgia and Ohio State, first of all, you know, I have them about – Oregon, I've got them power ranked a little bit higher than USC. Uh, Oregon about the same as TCU. You know, you look first of all at Georgia, Oregon. Uh, you know, Oregon's reeled off eight straight wins uh, since that season opening loss there in Atlanta, 49-3 to to Georgia. They beat BYU pretty decisively. BYU, I think that was week three. Uh, the Cougars ranked 12th in the nation when the Ducks beat them by three touchdowns. But we found out quickly, you know, the Cougars basically were a fraud. UCLA is probably the best team that Oregon's defeated. UCLA, for those of us who keep uh, power rankings, they're a borderline top 20 team. The fact of the matter is, you know, foot, college football is a regional sport. Mm-hmm. When you beat eight straight teams and those eight straight teams are west of the Rockies, it doesn't mean as much if they're – you know, in the southeast, for instance. So even though, you know, Oregon's been impressive, they've done what they have to do, uh, I don't think Oregon's going to, you know, get quite the respect that some people might think by the line maker. I made Georgia minus 14.5 over Oregon. I make Ohio State minus 11.5 over Oregon. And then you look at USC, and, I mean, this is not a new narrative. Uh, USC's defense, mm-hmm. clearly not anywhere near championship level against a Cal offense that's pretty much pedestrian. Yes. USC gave up 35 points and 469 yards to Cal on Saturday at the Coliseum. And you look in their previous four games, Cal, they had averaged 16.8 points per game and only 329 yards. So this is not a real strong Cal offense. So what are the Bulldogs? What's Georgia going to do to this Trojan defense uh, that couldn't even, you know, put up resistance against one of the, the Pac-12s, yeah. you know, more pedestrian offenses. So I make uh, Georgia minus 18 over USC and Ohio State just a tick lower, minus 16.5 over USC. Good God. Uh, Matt thinks there'll be a letdown for LSU. Wants to take the points with Arkansas. What say you after the big upset win, LSU uh, go, go, taking on Arkansas? What do you think of that game? Yeah, I mean, there's no question about it. I mean, when we get to this time of the year, Paulie, we turn shift some of our focus to situational, you know, spot-type handicapping. And this is a very likely spot for LSU to exhale, you know, catch its breath and be perhaps ripe for the picking. Uh, you saw after the game, I mean, Brian Kelly, he's rarely emotional. He was near tears, you know, after that exhilarating victory. The fans rush the field, and, you know, it's just one of those things where it's difficult the next week for college kids to bring that same intensity, that same collective team psyche, uh, to the table week after week. So Arkansas, I believe they're in prime position to take advantage of LSU's vulnerability, but I'm concerned about the Razorbacks. I mean, quarterback K.J. Jefferson, he was banged up last week, we found out, leading up to the Liberty game. They obviously got beat by Liberty mm-hmm. 21-19 is two-touchdown favorite. After the game, one of their receivers, Jaden Hazelwood, said, you know, Maylee Cornsby got most of the reps during the, during the week. I didn't even know who was going to start. Then they had two players, you know, arrested, uh, you know, after a, a, an alleged altercation with Fayetteville police. That's never a good thing. So the state of mind, <laughs> Arkansas, I really would love to take Arkansas plus the three, and I might take them small. But I'm just not comfortable with where Arkansas is in week 11 of a long college football season. Mm. They seem to be reeling a little bit. Fair enough. After SMU played that 
bonkers game, highest scoring game ever in college football against Houston, 77-63. They take on South Florida this week. The total is 71.5. Are we going to see a shootout again? I mean, you just look at this this number of 71.5. So their last two games, SMU, they uh, scored 45 points against Tulsa, 468 yards, scored 77 points, obviously, against Houston last week, 642 yards. So they are rolling. South Florida, they're one of the worst defensive teams, not only in the American Athletic Conference, but in the entire FBS. They rank 130th or worse, and there's only 131 FBS teams, but 130th or worse in total defense, 514 yards a game, scoring defense, 42 points a game, yards per play, their last at 7.5 yards per play allowed. Last week, South Florida gave up 54 points in 621 yards to Temple. <laughs> Temple, in its previous six games against American Athletic and Power 5 teams, in its previous six games against those types of teams, they had averaged 11 points per game. <laughs> they scored 54 and 621 yards. SMU, you know, Rhett Lashley, he's not the kind of guy that's going to put the, you know, put the foot on the brake. Uh, he's going to keep that accelerator down. He likes to play fast. He likes to score points. They might hit 71 and a half themselves. <laughs> okay. I love it. We have like two minutes left here, Paul. So you also, two other dogs. You like TCU plus seven and Cal plus 14? Yeah, you know, this TCU game, I, I was really surprised. I made it Texas minus five. You know, Texas is clearly, for those of us who, who keep power rankings, even though they have three losses, TCU undefeated, Texas is going to be higher in power rankings by anybody. Uh, who, who's been doing it for a while. But seven's just too high, and I don't think it's going higher than seven. Uh, TCU's quarterback, Max Duggan, playing at a, a very high level. The Frogs seem to be on a, on a mission. Um, you know, it's just a, it's just a, a situation where I'm, I'm riding the hot hand. Kendra Miller uh, from small town, Mount Enterprise, Texas, their star running back, one of the nation's top backs who nobody seems to talk about that much, wide receiver uh, Quentin Johnson for TCU. Uh, he's on every NFL scout's wish list. So TCU plus seven. And then looking at Cal at Oregon State. Oregon State favored by 14 points in this spot. The Beavers typically don't wear, you know, that two-touchdown favorite role in a Pac-12 game. Plus, the Beavers play slow. They've only averaged 65.5 plays per game so far this year to rank 110th in that category. Their opponents only average 68.1 points per play. So only 134 plays a game where the typical college game has about 141. Justin Wilcox, 24-10 and 10 as an underdog in five seasons, plus they're in Berkeley. Cal plus 14 over Oregon. Very cool. You can follow Paul on Twitter at Paul Stone Sports. It's also the name for his podcast as well. You can find it wherever you listen to your podcast. Thanks, buddy. Thanks uh, for the time as always. Good luck this week. Same to you guys. Appreciate you having me on. All right. A shocked Paul Stone. The Temple. Wow. The I temple. Mean, that, those numbers were amazing, oh my God. man. Yeah. What wow. A breakdown. How do you not want to just bet everything on SMU if, team total over you, now? Yeah. When have you heard that before? They could get the over themselves. <laughs> 71. 71. All right. Uh, you blink and numbers are long gone. Minus $7 already. Are you kidding me? There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet... 
there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Follow the Money on VSIN. Get up to VSIN.com. College basketball betting guide is out. Team pages 363 D1 teams, conference breakdowns, tips for beginning college basketball bettors, value bets as well. Hoops Peterson, Matt Humans, Wes Reynolds, VSIN.com. Suckers 400 pages, our biggest betting guide ever, and all the futures that you want. Matt with uh, plenty of picks, conference odds, futures as well. VSIN.com, college basketball betting guide. Got underway last night. It was also a loaded schedule in the NBA. Man. All 30 teams were in action. Uh, They staggered the start times by 15 minutes. I thought it was a brilliant idea. They should do that more often. As I said earlier, the NFL should do the same thing. I've been saying that for 15 years probably. Um Bad loss again by the Lakers. LeBron didn't play. Uh, that was a weird news day yesterday because it looked like Anthony Davis might miss the game, and then he was back, and then it was LeBron who sacked, and AD scored 29 points, but they lost to the Jazz 139-116. to 116. They allowed 42 points in the first quarter and uh, 76 in the first half. It's not going well defensively at all. The Jazz were 16 of 38 from downtown. Here's the silver lining for the Lakers. Can you believe this? Westbrook last night had 22. He was uh, 8 of 14 from the floor. And he is now the shortest shot on the board to win sixth man of the year. What happened? He was, I turned my head for a week and all hell breaks loose. I don't even know what he was a <laughs> week ago. <laughs> so his recent games have been fantastic. If you go back... Like four or five games. The points scored, again, 22 last night, 19 the night before, 26 before that. He's actually, the the field goal percentage this month alone, I mean, he shot 34% in five games in October. He's shooting close to 60% so far in November. He's actually making threes. He's turned his game around, and now he, he has shot past Jordan Poole, he is, right now at DraftKings, he is, for six men of the year, Westbrook is plus 150. Jordan Poole is plus 280. How is Jordan Poole plus 280? He has the second worst plus minus in the league. Yeah. It's oh, probably because where crazy. He, It's probably because where he started. Okay. And he was a shortest shot in the board. But now Christian Wood is down to 7-1. and one. He's had a good season. I pick, yes. This is, uh, this is a bizarre season. Utah's got the best record in the West. Yeah. <laughs> Trey, oh, oh, I don't know where to start. I don't know where to begin. I mean, the Utah thing, I'm still waiting for the Lakers to make a trade. I don't know what, what, when that's going to happen. But what are they going to do, do now with and Westbrook yeah, when he's playing this yeah. well? Well, you, yeah, but he's still making $47 million a year. I mean, you got to get shooters, though. Um, and, and Luke is averaging 36 a game. The start he's off to, Milwaukee finally loses. I mentioned earlier the Cavs are up 13 late and lost. But they're eight and two. That was a uh, evidently the Bucks. This was pointed out to me last night. They have been a great first quarter team, uh-huh. okay. but they're also they're mm-hmm. laying big numbers like in all these games. Yeah. So that means they're going to be laying big numbers for the first quarter. Hasn't mattered so far. They're covering a lot of those. That they were up at halftime and they they were putting it on the Hawks. I think the Hawks are pretty good. They were minus one twenty yesterday to win their division because the Heat have some problems. That's a good. Yeah, that's a good bet. Yep, um, I like Atlanta. I'm very concerned about Golden State. Why horrible, are you very concerned? Horrible road trip. They're not playing any defense. There yeah. seems to be chemistry issues it's, still. It's the lack of defense the fight. That, that's concerning yeah. to me. Now remember, they, they were three and seven. Three and seven coming into that game last night. 
and they were down big at halftime and rallied. They needed that type of performance by Curry. It took 47 last night. To beat Sacramento at home. Very concerned about Minnesota. Oh, boy. I was wrong on Minnesota. I thought they'd be a very good regular season team. The spacing stinks. Lack thereof. Edwards knows it, too. And it has not worked out with, with Gobert. And Gobert's been dinged up. They are under 500. Yep, it has been bad so far yep. with the Timberwolves. That win total bet is not looking pretty. Nope. So updated numbers here across the board again. Mentioned Westbrook. Uh, my prediction is uh, Sportsbook could pay out Bancaro Rookie of the Year by Thanksgiving. He's minus $7, and he was awesome again last night. He's yep. putting up tremendous numbers like every single night. And he is, uh, what is he, 19 years old? Playing like this, putting up numbers that we've only seen from like LeBron uh, so far, so he's off to a great start. I'll tell you who I have bet recently, and now that number has moved as well. I was really hoping that we're going to come on the air today and some of these numbers would still be around. There, look at the numbers on Bancaro. 23.5 points per game. The rebounds are 8.3. Field goal percentage is 46. That, well, that's going to continue. Based on how they play and then you're a bad team? Yeah. I mean, you're going to be getting yours and putting up your numbers? They're playing in these uh, super yeah. high-scoring games. Like last night, yeah. He's going to get those minutes, so why would they not, right? Um, I bet uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander recently at 18 to one and 12 to one to win most improved. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of betting this award because the criteria, uh, there is no fine print for the criteria. They make it up as they go along. He is now second on the board today at four to one, but Maxi with the season he's having is plus 275. And so at this point, those two players look like if you have them in pocket already, great bets. But also, don't forget about marketing with Utah, and he was good again last night. He's pl- Why can't he win the award? He's plus 650. Yeah. Nobody saw this coming with the Jazz. Uh, he's putting up solid numbers across the board. Uh, maybe, maybe it's going to be him. Did you say you took 120 with Atlanta, or it's still available? It was still that's available. A, if that's still available, you got to unleash hell on that bet for the Atlanta Hawks to win the uh, division. That is the Southeast. That's a great bet. I see minus 135. Miami's got issues. No doubt about it. Yeah, and no. he's, he's a hell of a player, but uh, as our producer Dustin said, Jimmy Butler's a handful. He's tough to deal with. Remember when he challenged Spolster to the fight? I mean, that's well, yeah. it's a different type of dude. So uh, he can rub you the wrong way, too. And that act uh, that act can get old. Um, but you know, the, other, the other obvious one is the Nets, if a trade happens. So... Actually know, playing be- surprise, well, surprise, yeah. they're playing better basketball right now without Kyrie. Yes. Well, the other thing is, did you see the laundry list... Of the things he has to do just to consider being, they bring him back? I didn't because I don't pay attention to him. Okay. I can't stand this Nets team. Well, all right. So, no, I'm yeah. with you, but at I'm least no- it's, it's news and about, wait a second now. Because I said last week about who's to say this is only five games. He's got to do five or six things, the requirements, just to come back and they would think about it. Oh, the best thing, that so, this, the, the, best thing the team could do would be to find uh, a trade partner for him. And I have no idea if there's a team in the league that would want him at all. Um, I, I did pay attention, though, because I wanted to see how they were going to perform without him. And so far, uh-huh. they've been uh, pretty good yep. with the point spread without him. Uh-huh. Yep. So that's that's the only angle I'm paying attention to. It. I, other than that, I mean, you can have Kyrie. You can have Ben Simmons. I'd get rid of oh, both he's guys. He's another one, right? Uh, three to one to miss the playoffs and adjusted wins, 44 and a half. What else are you seeing? Def- definitely cause for concern with Minnesota. Well, okay. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know what? I need to find an adjusted win total for the um, – for the T Wolves, I'm seeing this in the your your point on being concerned with the Warriors. Updated Pacific numbers: the Suns are minus one thirty. Yeah, I took plus one twenty last week. Yeah. Yep. The Clippers are plus two seventy five. They're the team that came back to beat the Cavaliers like last night. Like yeah, you talked that about. was a tough one. God, they blew that game. Yeah. Uh, good, that would have been nice for you though. with Absolutely. the Bucks losing last night. Absolutely. Uh, the other thing that that's cause for concern as well, because I don't know how many games Kawhi Leonard's going to play. Yep. And that, uh, even though they won, the Clippers are disappointed at 6-5. and five. They have a couple losses against OKC. Come on, guys. You know, at some point, maybe there's going to be value on the Warriors to win the division. At some point, when they get it figured out, uh, they're 3-1 to one right now. Maybe some of these younger players start to really have an impact for them. They're going to get, you know, uh, I, better play from other, you know, they're not going to need 47 from Curry to bail them out every night. They love, they, they're the kings of load management, though. They're big into that. A lot of guys, you know, the, the core guys get time off. We won the championship. Who cares what the seed is? You know, Wiseman, too. Another guy appears to can't play. Huh. 
What was he, the second overall pick? Maybe he was number two. That's they took him ahead thing. of yeah. all the Miller ball. Yeah. yeah. MVP race is going to be fun. Are you sure? I mean, it, with, with Luka averaging 36 a game. Oh, no. It's, I mean, I mean you, you got to look at what Giannis is doing, oh. too. Well, yeah, okay. It's, it's between those but, two, and you can never, you, there's no way you could rule out the Joker, other than to say the voters won't want to give it to him three years in a row. Yeah, but with the seasons that uh, those three players are having, uh, I, I'm not saying, like, I, you can't find any long shots right now to really make a case for, in my opinion. I'd agree with that. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Time now for the uh, pro tip yep. of the hour, and they're available for subscribers only at vsin.com. And uh, the pro tip of the hour this hour, Pauly, as we have uh, the drum roll, is... In college sports, you can look to, uh, part of the equation here, look to fade teams coming off of emotional wins. They are, you know, letdown spots do exist. They are, again, 18, 19, you know, maybe 20-year-old kids that we're talking about. And, uh, you know, big man on campus for a week. They hear about it from everybody. Mm -hmm. And they think they're the uh, kings of the north. It's real. It happens. Absolutely. So that's the pro tip of the hour. You get it every hour at vcin.com across every show, so that means at least 20 every single day. Available for vcin Pro subscribers only at vcin.com, and you can sport, uh, sort, sort them by sports and by show. David Purdom is going to join oh, the show from ESPN wait. Chalk Up next. Can't wait. Suspicious betting activity occurred during a sporting event over the weekend. How serious is this, and what's the latest? We'll ask him coming up here and follow the money. It's vcin, the sports betting network. baby and you're just lying there watching on the couch uh-uh that's not gonna cut it you need to get in the game with bet river sportsbook there you go now you're live in the action live in game bets live player props and live player props and live player props and live player props Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is follow the money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSN. Welcome back. Up now and new at vcin.com. Good article, Matt Humans Mid-Season Betting Awards in the NFL. Adam Kramer looks ahead to the new college football playoff rankings. And Josh Applebaum breaks down the three NFL games getting early action. It's great. It's up. It's new at vcin.com. David Purdom joins us now. Does an excellent job with ESPN Chalk and ESPN.com. A must-follow on Twitter. And he joins us to talk about two great stories that happened over the weekend. He's got two great articles up as well on ESPN and follow him on Twitter again. So the UFC of UFC fights under investigation after suspicious betting detected. Can you take us through the story here of Minner? And then the word leaked out and it was the, the his opponent took big money. Money poured in on the under prop as well with the rounds. And a guy entered the fight uh, uh, compromised. And it only lasted a minute. If you can take it away, please, and set it up. Yeah. Uh, so if we, to use your song title, follow the money here, if there was something going on. Uh, there was massive amounts of money that started flowing in at sports books, uh, you know, late to mid-afternoon on Saturday before this fight that started at about 8 p.m. Eastern time, uh, 5 p.m. Pacific. People were betting uh, the favorite, uh, Shylon Nordon Dika, uh, they were betting him to win. They were betting him to win in the first round by knockout, mm. and they were winning, betting the fight to go under two and a half rounds. The fight starts. The, uh, the underdog Minner comes out there and starts throwing kicks. He looks like he's maybe a little bit suspect on his knee. He goes down within a minute, and the fight is stopped. Knockout. Uh, books got crushed. The really thing that surprised me here was the scope of how much money was able to get down. I mean, these were kind of lesser-known fighters. I had never heard of them before. And then when I started talking to people, there was upwards of you know a dozen U.S. books that got hit. There was also this money spread into the offshore world and into the paperhead credit local shops. We're talking six-figure payouts almost everywhere. Oh. Heard of some larger ones, too. Um, so there was some significant, significant money uh, that came down here and people are suggesting, well, okay, was this just something that information got out that this fighter was compromised and people capitalized on it before the books? 
Or is there something even more nefarious here and, and the fix was in? Yeah. So my guess is then, David, uh, based on what you just said, I mean, some of these books are not going to be taking like huge limits on a fight like this. So, I mean, if they're taking six-figure losses, though, the, <laughs> the, news, the news got out and plenty, enough people knew enough to get down on that to create that big of a loss then. That's what I was thinking, too. I was like, okay, so limits are going to be pretty small. This is an undercard. You're not going to be able to get that much down. But the more and more I talked, it was just incredible. And some guys, a little bit of a funny side note, you know, some people attacked it and put it in parlays, right? And they tried to hide it, kind of, what they were doing. And some, one, one better went through it and put some money line parlays uh, with these, these bets on the fight, and they money line parlayed it to the, the Bills against the Jets, who, of course, lost. So that's a little <laughs> bit of... Uh, <laughs> a little bit of karma there, but um, yeah, they they went uh, far beyond uh, just little straight bets. There was there was parlays involved here, and there was some big payouts. I I have questions about his team, right? And who's if you're compromised and you're injured, why are you stepping into the octagon? Yep. And then if you have a leg injury, why do you start off with a couple kicks? That's one of the biggest questions I have. But you know, these fighters they get a. a, a a purse for showing, right? They get, no matter what you show up, you get a purse, and then if you win, you get extra. So if you need the money, you're, maybe you try to fight through an injury. But if you're legitimately going out there to compete and try to win and mm-hmm. you know you have a bad leg, the last thing I would be doing is coming out and throwing kicks. I would be trying to get to the ground as soon as possible and grapple, which is what this guy was known for, too. So uh, the strategy was a little bit uh, odd as well. A lot of layers to this. How about Minner's manager? Can you fill us in on that story and his background? Yeah, one of his trainers, James Krause, is kind of a known sports better. He openly talks about his betting. He uh, runs a popular podcast and a Discord channel that you know you could buy a subscription to, or he will give out his picks. Um, and he is very open about it. And it's kind of unique because just a couple weeks ago, the UFC announced a policy that prohibits. Uh, teams and fighters uh, from betting on UFC. So uh, we'll have to kind of see how that plays out. But he is definitely, James Krause is definitely a character in this story, and a lot of people are pointing fingers at him. Uh, But uh, also on uh, October 17th, the new rule went in place, though, where UFC fighters and their teams no longer allowed to bet? Correct, correct. Let's see how that played out. We don't have any proof of anything that uh, James Krause or, yeah. or, or Minner uh, placed any bets. We, we don't know that. Uh, but if that is against the rules, and we know for a long time that the betters, or excuse me, yes. the fighters that were allowed to do that. Now, Nevada Gaming Control has a rule that it puts the onus on the sports books. They're supposed to be the ones, hey, if you think somebody is is, is fighting or is betting on a fight that they are involved in, uh, then you are not supposed to take that wager. You know, that's really difficult to do, right? We had mm-hmm. that situation with Charles Barkley in the Celebrity Golf Tournament. Yes, uh, He bet on himself to finish in the top 75, and eventually uh, Caesars had to rescind the bet because of that regulation put in place. So uh, the books are not supposed to take bets, but how do you know? You're not going to know some trainer. who mm-hmm. You're not going to recognize them walks up to the window and does this. So it's, it's very, very difficult to stop. Um, and in terms of you know, leaking out information, gosh, you know you don't even know if there is a, a legal issue with that. If you are a trainer and you know your fighter is uh, is compromised, and you tell a couple of buddies about it, I'm not sure that's against the law. So uh, it, it's it's going to be very very difficult to to try to check into and, and you know evaluate mm-hmm. and, and pro- prohibit from happening. I had another thought too. So the the manager for Minner. So if David Purdom. You know, a guy from ESPN or a reporter reaches out to me, and this is what there's, there's smoke where there's fire. You know, if, if I'm being accused of this or there's, you know, rampant speculation, I come out and get, immediately get back. That is outrageous. No way we would do that. It took some time to get back, and it was fairly an innocuous response to, to, the, to the text, right? Yeah. Uh, my, my partner on this story, Mark Wallende, a uh, really good UFC reporter, he, he reached out to the manager of this, and he was like he said, he was oblivious to it. He had no idea any of this was going on, and uh, it was a little bit, you know, did not provide any clarity uh, to the situation for sure. And then Kraus, we reached out to Kraus as well, uh, the coach and the, and the better, and he did not respond. So 
Uh, we have not heard from him uh, at all, but he's definitely a character in the story. So at this point of, uh, you know, this stage of the process, David, how serious do you think this is? And if you had to make a prediction, what do you think happens in the end? Well, it's very serious. Um, you know, an integrity group, U.S. Integrity, got involved. Uh, Sportsbook started reaching out to them, and they kind of were the hub and the lead the investigation. They went around and called a bunch of different sports books and started gathering information. Uh, they sent out a thorough analysis to state regulators and sports books uh, that was pretty thorough that we obtained and looked it through. Um, so there's definitely something that people are going to look at. UFC. Uh, released a statement. They said they're going to use Don Best, uh, who we're all familiar with, uh, uh, the, the odds mm-hmm. provider at service uh, to, to kind of look through things. Um, I've already looked through Don Best and looked at the odds and how they moved. I mean, the favorites odds in the three hours leading up went from minus 200 to minus 440. Uh, that's pretty much unheard of from what I've heard. Yeah. And that's what really kind of made the uh, sports books get really suspicious when they moved on the line so aggressively, expressively, the, the unheard first round these guys were you know moving them three dollars or something and you were still betting them relentlessly uh, no matter what the price was there people you were go. betting it like they knew what was going to happen so in terms of some sort of prediction um, I, I do think this has legs i do think we'll get further investigation and further stuff will come out about this uh, what that will be again uh, there's mixed opinions out there some bookmakers think uh, they just uh, the information leaked that this guy was hurt they better stick advantage yeah. of it Others people think something more nefarious happened and there was some sort of manipulation of this match. Great answer, great article. Didn't care what the odds were, still betting it. And on a busy Saturday in college football, on, on two guys you never heard of in a UFC fight uh, as mm-hmm. well. Uh, one other story you wrote about, two minutes left, sir. It was a classic pros versus Joes, Tennessee against Georgia. A lot of bookmakers were wondering, when is the Georgia money coming? And then, bam, it popped Friday. About Friday. You know, Thursday, I it was... Teasers and they had like almost 90% of the money that was wagered on the point spread was on the underdog volunteers, Tennessee plus eight, eight and a half. The line got down to seven and a half on Friday. Friday morning, uh, big bet comes in at Caesars, $100,000 on UGA. 30 minutes later, a $360,000 bet fell on UGA. I was starting to get texts. Another bookmaker in Atlanta says, Well, we just took 200K from a sharp guy on UGA. Uh, you know, so all this money flows in on Georgia within 24 hours. Again, Thursday, 90% of the money is on Tennessee. 24 hours later, it's like 70% on UGA. So it completely flipped, and it continued into Saturday leading up to kickoff. Uh, several books just said sharp money continued, continued, continued. Uh, a lot of people said this was one of the biggest examples of those pros versus Joes games, as the cool kids call them, where all the professionals are on one side and all the public bettors are on the other side, and this is one of the biggest examples of the season. For well, sure. and, and there you go. That's why they're professionals, right? They knew how this game was going to go. They knew that the public was going to be all over Tennessee all week long, and eventually there was going to be a buy-in point, and they waited until Friday, and then, bam, here came the avalanche, and they were spot on. Uh, you're awesome to talk to. You do a great job for ESPN Chalk, David, and you can follow him on Twitter. He is at David Purdom. Thank you for the time today, sir. We appreciate that. Thank you, guys. Always good to talk to you. Have a good one. Yep. Great article. Yep. My God. Why is the information getting out? Why is right, right? See, and what you his answer and how you backsold that is exactly right. It didn't matter the price. Yeah, that reminds me of the Toledo scandal. That's right. Guy walk it doesn't. doesn't wait, wait a second, it's a whole different line across doesn't, the street. I don't, I don't care. care. I don't care. I don't care. Yep. Yeah. We'll run. Uh, win some, lose some is coming up next. Paulie will run down some of the huge upsets we had last night in college basketball. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to CallShe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 